0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the May 30th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some interesting things to discuss with you today.
2: Yep, we're not on our porch today because it's going to be a really hot day. So none of that today, but we hope you enjoyed our last edition where we were outside.
1: The first thing I wanted to talk about is a cool feature that I discovered recently on the Roborock Q5 vacuum. This is the one that we talked about a few months ago. We had Lisa on the podcast. I think it was something about empty, but I don't remember exactly what the title is.
2: Yeah, I think it has empty in the title though. So if you're looking, look for that.
1: The cool thing I discovered is I recently connected it to G O O G L E. And I'm spelling it because I don't want mine to go off. The thing that I just out of the blue said to my G O O G L E, where is, and then the name of the vacuum. So I said. So
2: you name your vacuum, so you don't say where is Roborock. You would say where is whatever name you pick for your device.
1: Right. And we picked empty because of the little story in that previous podcast about why we called this thing empty. You say, where is empty? And the vacuum very, very loudly says,
2: Hi, I'm over here.
1: Which that was really one of my gripes about the Roborock Q5, is that if it got stuck, which it rarely does, but rarely. it does happen.
2: But we have had an update also, and that has helped immensely. When was that update?
1: A month oh, ago or so? A couple months, month or two ago, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... It rarely gets stuck anymore, but that was also one of the things. I would start it up, wait for it to start up, and then I...
2: positioning, please, right. wait.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and it, it was annoying because th- you don't really want it to start up. You want to go find it first. Mm-hmm. So with this little discovery, I did that. And you can do the same thing with the A-Friend, where you can say, ask Roborock where is, and then the name of the vacuum. Somehow, with the A-L-E-X-A portion, because I got it on both, I was able to start the emptying process. I don't know how I said it. <laughs> it probably thought empty. Meant empty. Meant empty, right. So, it emptied empty. which And I can't figure out how to do that on Google. But it's really in how you ask your assistant to do something as to whether or not it's going to work.
2: The other thing you might be able to do is go to the skill in your Alexa or Google app and find out what you're supposed to say. Now Google doesn't call them skills; they call them
1: I don't do they call know what it, apps they,
2: or something. I can't I, remember exactly. I don't
1: remember what they call them.
2: I know with the skills, you can go to the skill with Alexa and you can find a list of commands. That might be an option as well. Like for instance. With the A-L-E-X-A, it is a different way to say things than you would say it with G-O-G-L-E. So you can't use one phrase necessarily and expect it to work with the other device if you have both assistants.
1: The nice thing about the assistant, the Google, actually, is that you just say, if I wanted to start cleaning, I just say, hey, G, start, and then the name of the vacuum, Mm -hmm. and it starts the name of the vacuum. It'll actually start it up. So that was a really, really fun discovery to figure out. And I just did it on a whim.
2: You know, and the other thing I like, if we could actually figure out what the empty command is, and by that I mean actual empty, as in how to empty the bag <laughs> or the bin, then we could turn auto-empty off and then like empty it every two times instead of like every time.
1: You if could we do that. To. If we wanted just to. Just a thought.
2: I mean, it's just other things you can do.
1: Right. But you can do it. You mm-hmm. can also empty it from within the app as well. Which we never do. <laughs> which we never <laughs> but do. But you can do it, yes. Right.
2: So at least the... Assistants, in the case of Roborock, have had some improvements. Or at least we've made new discoveries since we had ours.
1: Right. I don't know when that feature was put in, but I think it's cool.
2: It is cool. Just another way to be lazy and sit on your couch and let your assistants do all the work. Hi, I'm over here.
1: So the next thing that we are going to talk about is...
2: Is work, again. (laughs) Except different kinds of work, as in...
1: The... The... Right. We're going to repair
0: mm-hmm.
1: homes and stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of home repair and agents Maintenance. We had yep. maintenance done on the air conditioner because you want to make sure that it's going to turn on for the summer. heat of the summer season. So every year I have them come and I have them maintain the air conditioner. And then they come and they say, okay, well, this is good, or this is bad, or this is what have you. And because everything is practically brand new, it's been always good for a while. The next day, we had a plumber come in from the same company. I've been dealing with this company for 20 years, and they have a plumbing arm now that they've Been able to within the past five years, I think they acquired or somebody merged with them or whatever, I don't know. But they had plumbing as well as heating and air conditioning. The cool thing about that is we got a hot water tank replaced a couple years ago. And part of the maintenance is to have them come flush it every year. So they flush it, they make sure that things are working as expected, that things aren't rusting or whatever inside of that tank. I know a lot of us don't think about that. You just
2: expect your stuff to work, and your stuff doesn't work. It's just like a computer. You expect it to work, but it doesn't really work unless it's maintained. Right. It's like your car. I mean, obviously, we can't really identify with that, but it's like your car. You can't expect to drive your car and drive your car and not change the oil and rotate the tires and all the other things you do to cars. They won't work well.
1: Right. So when you maintain something, it's allegedly supposed to last longer.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: We got a good report.
2: We did. And can I just interrupt for just a second and say that this is the first time that I've worked one-on-one with these guys. They're the nicest guys. And in this case, they were all guys. Worked with the air conditioner guy. He told me exactly what he was going to do. I talked to the plumber. He told me exactly what he was going to do. <laughs> and he was really cute because he's like, you know, I've worked here. I'm, I'm like the senior plumber here. I've never been here before. <laughs> it was just very funny. But they were so nice and they explained everything. And... Really, another thing to mention about this is you really want to be working with these people yourself. So if you are the homeowner, you need to be the one working with them because, number one, they probably won't talk to anybody but the homeowner. Number two, it's just good self-advocacy.
1: Right. So, you know, there was no, there was nothing that made Kim feel that she was looked down upon or.
2: Not in the least.
1: Any of that stuff.
2: No, everybody was lovely. So, as you said, they gave us a good report. The air conditioner guy gave us a good report. The plumber gave us a good report, except for one pretty serious problem.
1: Right. And that is, again, this is out of sight, out of mind. This is stuff. Especially for us. <laughs> in Right. That's in your basement that you don't really think about, think about from time to time. So, in the basement, there's a utility tub. This utility tub is 350 pounds made out of concrete. But it's also on legs that were rusting. And this utility tub, more than likely, was the original utility tub that was put into the house 70 some odd plus years ago. (laughs) Oops. Because again, it's not something that you think about. He said to me, he goes, I was washing my hands and this thing moved.
2: Yeah, by that point, you would come into the room and you're like, what's wrong because you heard something about one thing that you may want to pay attention to pretty quickly and he's like "Uh oh so he came in and we were all talking about it he said yeah i went to wash my hands in it it moved (laughs) it's like oh oh."
1: it's not supposed to move
2: yeah he said that falls down it's gonna hurt you it's gonna break your foot it's gonna destroy your drain and you're essentially gonna be screwed right (laughs) that's not what he said but it's exactly what he said
1: right He was a little nicer about it than that.
2: He was nicer about it than that, but that was the point he was making. Right. You could flood your whole basement. You could destroy your drain and potentially your drain, you know, one of your drain lines. Yeah, it it would just not be a good thing. Right. So we didn't have to say much to each other because that's the way we work. And we're like, okay, we have the money. Let's fix it. He gave us a quote that day.
1: He gave us a quote that day and we made an appointment for the next day, which was kind of funny. It's not often where you can make an appointment with the plumber on the next day. So that was really, Mm -hmm. really good that they had the time to come and basically remove this old utility tub.
2: Exactly. And the guys were funny. These were different guys. So the original plumber who we talked to that day did not come. Two other guys came out. And one of the guys said to me, we just did one of these. We just came from one of these. And we're doing another one tomorrow. <laughs> so that was really hilarious. Because it just doesn't seem like something that you would do tons and tons of. But, well, you know, right? So they went downstairs. And, you know, they explained what they were going to do. They were going to go downstairs and essentially uh, destroy the thing. Demo it right there where it was. And then carry it out in buckets. <laughs> so, you know, they asked I said if they to could him, use the back door.
1: Right. Because I said to him, I said, how do you plan on getting this thing up the stairs oh we're just gonna break it apart <laughs> cool okay so they broke it apart they took it upstairs in literally buckets and um then they put the new one in they fastened it to the wall with a new faucet a new drain and everything like that yeah it's so, very nice so
2: and it's not know. brick anymore yay right.
1: it's not it's not it's fiberglass it's actually
2: fiberglass so what's the point of us telling you the story there's a few points One is, you kind of need to know who you're working with. It's really important when you're working with a company, and you might get as lucky as we are with these people, and have them do multiple facets of work for you. So in our case, it's plumbing and furnace and AC. And when you're looking at a company, you want to make sure that they have good reviews, not just for the parts they give you, but especially for their techs. You want them to have really good technicians who will actually talk to you about stuff. And you can't help whether somebody's really weirded out, but if they're professionals, they're going to attempt, even if they're weirded out and they want to ask you 50,000 questions, they're probably not going to do it. I did not feel that any of the guys, and again, they were all guys in my case, who I worked with for those three days, nobody was patronizing. Nobody was making weird comments. I assume I didn't get looked at weird. I mean, everybody was just laughing. Now, I'm a pretty personable person. You know, I'm not somebody who Is really shy or, you know, I'm not afraid to talk to people. I'm from the South. We like to talk to people. And, um, you know, so it was a really just nice experience working with these people. You really want people who will be descriptive and helpful and give you information about what they're doing and do quality work. I mean, these guys, they cleaned up after themselves. They did their jobs. They did their jobs well. They explained everything. And you didn't feel like they were just doing it to try and make the sale. Like when the plumber was telling us about the tub. It did not feel like a sales pitch at all. It was like, okay, if you don't get this fixed, something dangerous could happen. And he was correct because a year ago, my dad was downstairs and he said something similar. He said, you know, you're eventually going to get this fixed because uh, it's wobbly. And we so we knew it was going to happen eventually. I mean, obviously, I trust my dad's opinion on it because my dad does this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, he's always, you know, doing you know, mechanicing stuff and, you know, various things. So, you know, he knows what he's looking for, too. So we had already had someone give an opinion on it. But the important thing is that you deal with these people yourself and that you find genuinely good people to work with. Reading reviews is important and being able to know, especially if you have the ability to talk to people personally who have used them, that's important as well. You want to try to not have an experience where someone's going to try to do half-baked work because they think you're not going to know the difference. And in some situations, if I personally thought that was going to be the case, I would say, you know, I have these visual interpreting services on my phone. And, you know, I use them all the time. And, you know, it's essentially saying I'm going to be looking at you. Maybe not with my eyes, but I'll have a few other pairs of eyes looking, you know, if you feel like you need to go to that extreme don't be afraid to do it so it is important to find reviews of places near you and how would people go about doing that
1: Google search the name of the company what have you that kind of thing and then read reviews that people have posted on the you know on the website what people's experiences were and all that when I first was introduced to this company though I had no way of doing reviews. I mean, the internet was still young at the time. Mm -hmm. I actually got very lucky because what had happened was I came home from shopping one day and there was just this weird melted plastic smell throughout the whole house and called the fire department. The fire department came and they said, keep this low. And this was in the middle of winter. They said, don't, don't turn it up, but call somebody immediately to come and basically replace the furnace because I forget exactly what happened, but something fell onto the heating element of the furnace,
2: Ooh.
1: which was not good.
2: No, you don't want that.
1: No, you don't.
2: You never want to hear something hit your heating element.
1: Right. So, so
2: how were you in that instance, getting in touch with these people?
1: I had a friend who looked in the phone book and <laughs> found a place close to to you know where i live and made a call hadn't come out at that time you maybe trust your gut but at that time you don't really have the time to get second opinions or third opinions if you're looking for you know no, but you
2: still have time to say this place is rated 3.6 this other one that might be 20 more minutes away is rated 4.8 Which one am I going to pick?
1: I'm talking about when I was looking at this. Oh, when
2: you were 20 years ago. Yes.
1: Right. You didn't have that luxury. That way I had to go with my gut and I had to get it fixed.
2: Exactly. But what I'm saying is in a similar emergency today, you would still have enough time, you know, to pick between two or three places that are close by.
1: The thing happened on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and you couldn't get anybody in until Monday unless you wanted to pay exorbitant weekend Prices, you know, to have a have a um, um, furnace place come and you know give you the evaluation, but you had to do it. I mean, they they came in and they totally replaced the furnace, and it was really cool because I said, you know what? Do you have a talking thermostat? And they're like, yes, yes, we do. As part of the new furnace installation, they gave well, they didn't give me, but it was part of the installation a VIP. Talking thermostat, we all remember those and how cool they were. And that was really fun that the company was able to give us that thermostat.
2: That is pretty cool. I mean, how likely was that? you know? Yeah,
1: in 2002, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. When you're in a situation like this, whether you have a computer, a phone, a blind shell, you've got browsers. And I definitely encourage you to use them. Just because... Your cousin's friend's sister's brother's husband or whomever works for a company does not necessarily mean that they are any good. So you want to try to form your own opinions when the opportunity is there.
1: You hear those horror stories yes. of the contractor that comes in and you give them the down payment and they walk and you never hear from them again. Exactly. Sorry. That's
2: another thing I really liked about this company. I got texts that said they were on their way. First, I would get phone calls from the, I guess, the phone manager person, whomever she is at the office. And, you know, so administrative manager, whatever they call her. And she told me that, hey, I can have agent so-and-so come out within the hour. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. So we knew the day That the appointment was scheduled, obviously, but we didn't know when. So she would call and she would say, you know, here's, you know, he can be out in within the hour. And I'd be like, great. And at that time, I would also receive a text. And the text would say, let's say his name is Jim. Jim, rated 4.9 stars, will be at your house. And it gives Jim's last name and out he comes. So not only do you get to know who your person is through the text, you also get to see their rating. And you can rate them after the fact through text. I love that. I think it's so nice and so helpful.
1: Yeah, that kind of stuff is very cool.
2: Really makes a difference, at least to me. So that's the other reason that I always try to write reviews for places as well, because they really do help. If you can write a really detailed review for somebody else, they really can be very helpful for other people. That's a whole other episode, of course, but it really does make... A difference If people can see reviews, be them positive or negative, with really helpful information, not just this person sucked, <laughs> but, you know, why that was, or this person was great, but why that was. So, giving really detailed information is valuable. So, my point is, look up the information that you need to know. And if you don't have the technology, find someone you really trust, be on the phone with them, and have them look it up and read to you.
1: Absolutely. If that's what you have to do
2: hi i'm over here
1: so before we get into another discussion i just wanted to let you know that some things have changed on our website again so we're always trying to make things better and easier and easier hopefully easier hopefully easier so we have a new multi-step checkout because a lot of people like the multi-steps it gives you just enough and then you move on to the next step so it might be you know billing or shipping or add your coupon, or what have you. And then you just go to the next step, go to the next step, and go to the next step. That kind of stuff is pretty cool. And one thing that was happening from time to time is people with accounts were trying to check out. And the problem was they weren't logged in, although there was a have an account login link there, but they must have skipped it or whatever. And it wouldn't let you because it already had associated email address. We found a different configuration that basically it's in your face that if you have an account, log in with your username and password. Then it says, if you don't have an account, continue on, and then you can create your account, blah, blah, blah. But what's really cool about this multi-step checkout process, if you have an account, you can just log in. And there are links that are step one, step two, step three and you can click those links and go to that portion in the multi-step checkout so if you're on the final step and you're like i gotta go review something in step one you can hit the step one link and you are back to step one conversely if you are on step one because you've just signed in you know all your address information is still the same you can just hit the final step and now you're on the final step so you don't have to actually multi-step through the options so It's a little bit better than it used to be. At least we hope it is.
2: Exactly. So please do let us know what you think of the new process. If you love it, if you hate it, because that helps us. It does. So yes, please do let us know as you're going through the process of what you think. Hi, I'm over here.
1: Now, Kim is a YouTube nut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I am.
1: (laughs) As we know from previous podcasts where she's a self-proclaimed YouTube nut. Yep. And what have you been doing recently and why have you been doing it recently on YouTube?
2: Well, some of you who know me in real life know I have a really perverse sense of humor. And one of the things that I've been doing lately is I've needed a little more laughter in my life because I tend to watch really serious stuff a lot of the time. And I thought, you know, I, I need something funny. So in addition to all the home decorating and gardening videos that I began to watch, which I love. I also started watching, and I don't know what got me started. I think I just found one, clicked on it, and loved it. I've been watching these scam baiting videos. Now, when we're talking about that, scam baiting is essentially when somebody is dealing with a scammer and essentially, like, completely messing with their minds.
1: (laughs) Wasting their time.
2: Wasting their time. In some cases, stealing the scammers' information so that they can't scam other people and some of these people are so brilliant and so funny now this is not for those of you who necessarily like your stuff g-rated because some of it is a little bit perverse and you know you just want to keep that in mind there is language and sometimes there is sex not actual sex but sexual content and it's just kind of comical depending on who you are and, again, what your sense of humor is like. It's really fun to see these people get back a little bit of their own because, obviously, scams happen every day, and they can truly destroy lives.
1: They so can truly it's... destroy lives.
2: Yes, just... so it is really fun to watch these people lose their minds.
1: <laughs> there was this one that you and I had listened to, and this is why we're talking about this stuff. But this guy was talking to a scammer, and the scammer's like, well, I'm, I'm a manager at Comcast. And then in the next breath, he's the manager of the FTC. It's like, uh-huh. But sometimes I think what happens is they are so intent on getting the money from the person that they are trying to scam, meaning the scammer that's not the scammy. But the scammer is trying to get such money that sometimes they'll do and say anything to get that money from that person. These videos are funny, but it's not a funny topic. Right. My mother, for example, was called by one of these scammers. Wasn't it a
2: Comcast thing or something?
1: No. Well, she did get one of those, actually. uh, And she actually fell for it. And... She called me, and I told her, I said, contact your bank and remove your credit card. Get a new credit card, because now these scammers have your credit card. With her not really understanding what I was talking about, she called the scammer back. And the scammer said, okay, we will refund you, blah, blah, blah. And I told my mom. When she called me back, I said, no, contact your bank. Do not contact these people. They are not real. They are scamming your money. Now they have your credit card information. And you can put a stop payment or reversal or something on that transaction when you contact your bank to tell them what happened. It's not funny. She also got the grandson scam where they'll call you up And they'll say, your grandson is in jail, blah, blah, blah. And then they get somebody who sounds like a kid. And they're like, grandma, grandma, I'm in jail, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, you panic. And you want to do anything for your grandson to get your grandson out of jail. Whatever it was, I don't remember what she told me, but it was that kind of thing. And so my mom says, what's your name? Who's your father? Blah, blah, blah. And the person hung up, the, the grandson hung up because they knew that she wasn't going to fall for that, that grandson scam. So at least she learned from the first time she was scammed not to not to do that. One thing about scammers as well is for the most part, they ask you to pay them with gift cards. Yes. So they'll tell you to go downtown. Some of them want to stay on the phone with you. They'll actually ask you. and This is what we've learned from some of these videos. They'll actually ask you if you're on a cell phone. And they'll tell you not to tell anybody that you're doing this. Don't talk to the person at CVS when you're trying to buy this gift card for $500 that you're supposed to send off to you know, the scammer to pay your whatever. You know, just keep that kind of stuff in mind. Social Mm -hmm. security is one of those that there are social security. Social
2: security is not going to call you and ask you for gift cards.
1: Right. They're just not. No. Social security is going to mail you Mm -hmm. if you owe them. So they will start by mailing you. They will not call you. They will not. No company is going to ask you to pay them in gift cards. No Comcasts, no Spectrums. These are all scams
2: And they can come up on your phone, if you've got talking caller ID, looking like they're from Comcast or Spectrum or the the SSA,
1: you know. Yes.
2: They can spoof numbers. It's very easy to spoof a phone number.
1: Comcast doesn't call you and offer you deals. Never. Neither will Spectrum, neither will, you know, Verizon, any of these guys. They're not going to call you. And some of the scams that we've heard was that, oh, well, you're going to get half off your bill for the next year, but you have to pay the bill up front. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, you're never going to do that. They're never going to ask you to do that. You know, just keep this kind of stuff in mind. If somebody calls you and claims to be from wherever, I would hang up the phone. If it were me, grab your latest bill, find out what the phone number is and call that number. Don't call the number that comes up on your caller ID. Mm-hmm. It may speak Comcast or Spectrum, but it won't be Comcast or Spectrum, their number.
2: Or if somebody calls and says they're your bank and you have a problem, it's always better just to call back your bank. Yes. Your actual bank. Right. They all have fraud numbers. They all have that kind of information. Again, you need to be able to look that up, which is why I've been bitching lately. And I apologize for it, but I have about the need to be able to have resources that allow you to look up this information because it is very important.
1: Take it down. Put it in a Rolodex if you have...
2: Put it on a card. One of those cards? Right. Put it on something. Index cards.
1: Right. So, you know, if it's easier to do that, put these important numbers into an address book Mm -hmm. or into Rolodexes or into a Word document. That's yours. That's Mm -hmm. not something... When you do a search for a Spectrum, for example, you better be 125% sure that that is the Spectrum number mm-hmm. that you are calling and not a fake number. So it's best to get numbers off your bills or be 100% sure that you're at Spectrum.net versus something else.
2: And that's why it's better if you know the name of your website that's authentic, you go to that website. Don't do a search for the website. Go to it. Right. So if I was going to Wells Fargo, I'd go to wellsfargo.com, and I would know for a fact that that's it. And a lot of times, the way you can tell with some of this, say you get an email scam, because these happen as well. Something won't be spelled quite right. You'll be like, huh, is this for real? Years and years ago, probably 20 years ago, I nearly fell for one of these. So did I. Until I realized, this isn't spelled right. This isn't acting right. I think I even went to the, to the page that they told me to click, and I realized something isn't quite right here. There's weird spelling mistakes, and something's not quite right. And I backed off, and I didn't finish filling out the form. But these are the type of things you need to pay attention to. It's called phishing, because that's what they're doing. They're phishing for your information to try and get you to enter your credit card number or your bank account information on a non-secure server. So Even if it
1: is a secure server, once you put your username and password on a website, you're done. So... You don't want to click links in emails. Like let's say that you get an email from Wells Fargo and it says somebody just charged $59,000 on your credit card, blah, 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 blah. And you have to do this immediately. So click here. Never click there.
2: Never click there. And sometimes you'll get phone calls or emails or something from your bank and they'll say you know something about that. And again, that's a good time to go to your bank's website and find out exactly what's going on. I got one one time. We were married, so it's not been that long ago. (laughs) And I thought it was fake. And it's like, you have been locked out of your account. It wasn't fake. It was real. And I had to call my bank because somebody had been trying to hack my bank account.
1: That's another thing too, regarding two-factor.
2: Ah, yes. Let's talk about that.
1: If you have a site like your bank that uses two-factor, use it. Because if somebody gets in and guesses your password, then you can stop them because they don't have the code that was sent to your phone or your device or what have you. So it's always good to have two-factor or two-step or something that they're going to call it on your account so that that kind of stuff is not, is not there. I remember one time I was sitting at dinner one day in a restaurant somewhere And I got a notification on my phone that said your password was compromised and somebody logged into your Google account, but Google stopped them. Google at that time, I got lucky because Google did stop them. They weren't able to log in. It was probably from a known bad IP address or the fact Google, I was logged into my phone at the time and my phone was hanging out in Buffalo where the other person was trying to log in from like Nevada or something. So... You know, that's always a good thing. But if you have two-factor use it, I know it's a pain. I don't like using it every time I get a PayPal when I try to log in. And uh, you're like, we sent a code to blah, blah, blah. And I always complain to myself that says, you know, I wish I didn't have to do this, but I'm glad I do, especially Mm -hmm. for something like PayPal or uh, any of those things, you know.
2: And then, of course, it goes back to you want a really secure password because it's ultimately going to save you trouble in the long run. So somebody can't hack you as easily.
1: Let's talk for a minute about identity services as well. Okay. Since we're in this whole thing, <laughs> you know, there yeah, are... We've,
2: we've had our feel of identity services. We've tried yes, a couple.
1: We've tried a couple. And the, the nice thing about identity services is that they're hopefully going to protect you from fraudulent activities. And you put in your information like your your bank accounts and stuff like that. And they will monitor your bank accounts for large transactions and things like that as well. And they will notify you, okay, did you do this? Like when I got the Roborock vacuum back in November, for example, it said, you know, there was a charge that was for X amount of dollars. It was above the threshold. And it told me what it, what date it was, where it was and all that. And I verified with the identity service that said, you know, yes, this was me. Continue on. And the nice thing about that is I was alerted very, very quickly to financial transactions in the account. So identity services, again, you're going to have to do your due diligence and see what's good or what's not. Do you like the idea of that? Do you not? That kind of thing. What are your thoughts?
2: I think it's important. I think it's helpful. I especially like on the service we're using now, you have the ability to run your credit report anytime you want. I really like that. Yes. Because we're working on building our credit, and right. it's helpful because you can really see if you're doing a good job and if things are improving, and it's helpful. And it's not hurting you by running your credit report over and over and over using it via this service. Right. Right. So you've got things like Credit Karma and things like that you can use, but this is all built into a service I'm already using to help with identity theft. So it's expensive. It's not cheap, but we feel like it's worth it because we always feel like if something bad did happen, then we would have something out there that could assist us.
1: Right. Some of them do home title monitoring. Ours does. Which is a thing.
2: Oh, it's very much a thing. Yes.
1: You know, what you don't want is your home to be stolen from you. If you own a home and you have the title and your home is stolen from you and now you no longer own your home. That's, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to make sure of that kind of thing. And these scams do happen. And this is one thing that we're talking about now. Cause it is a serious topic.
2: It is a serious topic. It's not one of those fun, sunny summer topics. And it especially happens to older people and to people who perhaps don't have the ability to do their research for whatever reason due to geographical location or lack of resources or whatever that may be. Those are the people who often fall for these scams. And a lot of our community, unfortunately, falls into that grouping, which is why we want to talk about this stuff. Right. Especially why.
1: Right. It can and happen to
2: it's... anybody. I'm not saying it can't happen to any of us. It certainly can. But they're more likely to target older people or people without the resources to necessarily do the research and find out as much information.
1: Yeah. And until the day the scammers are gone, you know, which will probably be never, never, we still have to kind of worry about it and do your due diligence. And, you know, if somebody calls you in a panic from Amazon,
2: Oh, that's another good one. Yes.
1: You know, Amazon your again, your
2: account has been compromised,
1: right? They don't call you. They don't call you. They don't call you.
2: Now, I'm sure we're going to get mail and phone calls from those of you who say, I don't have the know-how or the resources or the technology to do my due diligence. And while that's fair, it's the other reason that Mystic Access exists to try to encourage you to make that a priority in your life as much as you can. Because again, this is one of those subjects that displays hopefully just how important that is.
1: And use your common sense,
2: to Yeah. It's not all just about doing the research. Right. You get a call from somebody who says, we work with Target. They're one of our support companies or whatever. And you can go buy Target gift cards and send those. And then we'll do blah, blah, blah for you. Does that really make sense to you?
1: If you listen to some of these scam baiting calls.
2: And I will link to a couple channels. Just remember, they're not G-rated. So keep that in mind
1: you will see how these scammers do work. And, you know, it gives you the know-how to, okay, well, this person wants gift cards. Never, ever, ever give your social security number over the phone unless you know for a fact. If you're doing something like cell phones, for example, you're you're signing up for a new cell phone account. So you call T-Mobile, you call whatever. If you know that that's 100% legit, you know cuz they're going to want your social security number. I think I think they at least asked for the last four. I can't remember, but basically if social security calls you and says what's your social security number, and yeah, don't do it.
2: Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Social security will not call you. You make the initial like if you're going to apply for benefits, for example, you call them. They don't call you.
2: It is a pain in the butt to do phone calls with Social Security. They always want to mail you letters. And if you're in our situation and you need to fill out that information, you're either going to have to have somebody else fill it out for you, which he and I refuse to do. and Or you're going to have to make those phone calls and say, you need to come up with an alternative way for me to fill out this information. And in that case, you would be the one making the phone call. They will not call you. They send way too much paper mail and they never give you phone calls. Right. The real SSA.
1: The real SSA, if you are applying for benefits, for example, they will have a time when they will call you and they will give you a 10 or 15 minute window. I forget what it is, but that's when you know that it's them calling you and not some scammer because it's something that you have already put into place.
2: There's another way to know that it's social security. They do a really weird name thing.
1: Well, they do, but a scammer could do that too.
2: They, they do, but you never hear that in these scam calls, for instance. It's always, this is Mark or Joe or whomever. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So hopefully this episode has given you a lot to chew on, if you will. And we hope it's beneficial. And we're going to, again, link to a couple of these scam bait channels in the show notes so that yeah. you can hear some of these calls in action. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's this one that we listen to where... The uh, person is pretending to be an old lady, and she really sounds the old lady part. And she's doing that for her persona to, you know, make the scammer think that they're trying to scam an old lady, and it's not. It's it's a gentleman, and he's I don't know how he's doing his voice, be a voice changer or something. But if you were calling this person, this this uh, this person that's scamming the scammer, you wouldn't know that it was. A gentleman speaking to you. It just it complete, she completely sounds like a really nice, really nice old lady.
2: Yeah, it's very funny. A lot of them do the little old lady persona. It's very, very funny. I recently found a lady who does these scam videos as well, and the one that we watched of her was hilarious. So you will find people who do it. They're very popular actually on YouTube. So you could look up scam videos. I know how it started for me. I forgot. I was somehow ended up on a channel about catfishing, which of course is the same type of thing but involving online dating. You meet someone, they love bomb you for a while and then they ask you for money. <laughs> they need money for whatever reason. If you haven't heard of love bombing, love bombing is where they will tell you you're beautiful. You're my queen. I want to spend every day with you. You're so wonderful and magical and you're this and that and the next thing. And they will heap praise and compliments upon you. And then that's the setup. They get you all comfortable and trusting them, and then they ask you for money. They need money for X, Y, and Z. And it might start with 50 bucks, and then it will increase and, increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase. And you hear of people becoming homeless as a result of giving money to their online lover. So, I mean, this stuff is real. It happens every day, and it's scary.
1: I've heard some of those where people have lost quarter of a million dollars. Their in houses? Their life, life savings, their mm-hmm. houses. Their and- families
2: no longer speak to them?
1: Oh yes, that's (laughs) another thing Yes, their families no longer speak to them Mm -mm. Their families figure out there's something going on But the person who's in love with this uh, entity, if you will Basically disowns their family Because they don't want to hear anything bad about this person Mm -mm. That, you know, they're in love with Mm -mm. And that's just sickening, actually
2: And again, these scammers will target lonely people who need extra love in their lives or who don't have very good self-confidence.
1: What they'll do too is, from what I've been checking out, is they'll find somebody on Facebook. They'll take that person's identity, whether they stole it or not, but they'll send you a picture of them, that person. They will say oh well, my wife left me or what have you and in real reality, that person, George Smith, his wife did leave him or he's got five kids or two kids or something and the person knows this yes. from social media and they'll just pick they'll just pick random people and the the random person not only is or possibly the the person who fell in love with or the person they're trying to get money from gets hurt, but potentially, the other person whose identity was used could also get hurt too so you know it's it's just it's just sick
2: mm-hmm. so kind of a somber episode today guys but important information to know about
1: absolutely well see you in two weeks yeah be june yep all <laughs> right bye.
0: bye hi i'm over here preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, Mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.